Welcome to the Liberty Block. This is Elliot Axelman with an interesting video and podcast for you today. I was listening to Free Talk Live's episode from yesterday, from February 14th, and they spoke about a few disturbing stories, to say the least. Um, So we'll start, as some background, with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, the government that runs China, the massive, tyrannical, authoritarian communist regime, which is what the left and most Americans want in the U.S., they run this massive system, which is one of the ways that the government controls the people so strongly, called the social credit system. Now, think of your credit score as a measure of your credit worthiness, of how responsible you are, especially financially speaking, with with debt and, and paying your bills on time. But they expanded the system to not just tell the story of how responsible someone is financially, but also how good of a citizen they are, how obedient they are, and in line with the CCP, the government, the Communist Party, how obedient of citizens they are. And this system didn't just track finance for the Chinese citizens, and it's been rolled out years ago, and now it's totally rolled out, and everyone in China is part of the system. They all have a social credit score. If they make purchases of things that the government doesn't approve of, if they search things online that the government doesn't approve of, their credit score is affected. If they have friends with bad credit scores, their credit score, their social credit score is affected in China. Now, you might ask, why do you care about your credit score? I don't care much about my credit score. It doesn't matter much. I I don't have much debt. I'm paying it all off. I have almost no debt left, and I don't want to borrow anything, so it doesn't really matter. In China, the credit score also, for its uses, have been expanded, such that because the government controls everything in China, a little more overtly than they do in the U.S., in the U.S. the government controls everything, but at least they pretend some things are private, and we'll get to that in the next segment. But in China, where the government really outright controls everything and admits it, the CCP blocks people with low credit scores below a certain threshold from using trains and airplanes and going away and doing certain things because they control everything. And the government controls everything, they kind of control everything. That's, that's the problem. So people in China, whether or not they really believe in the CCP or believe in freedom, they have to pretend or really convince themselves to believe in the CCP and to not do things or search things or feel things or think about certain things that are wrong think. Oh, kind of sounds like Orwell, like 1984. Anyway, I saw a video maybe three, four years ago when I was just getting into politics. I saw a video explaining the the CCP, social credit score, in China. This is three, four years ago. I was a baby. I was barely into politics at all. But my first thought seeing this was I was extremely disturbed. I, I wanted to confirm it. I thought it was a conspiracy, and I did some research and confirmed it. And my, my first thought watching it was, oh, this is coming to the U.S. It's only a matter of time. It could be five or ten years. I think I actually spoke about it. A few months later, I was thinking, you know, within five years, we can have this. And this was around four years ago. So perfect timing, as always. So now it looks like the social credit score is coming to the U.S. Now, again, before I mention exactly how it's coming to the U.S., it's already been coming coming to the U.S., right? We already ostracize people who engage in wrong thing, right? They're called conservatives, whites, straight capitalist, pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-free speech, uh, MAGA, pro-Trump, Republican, right? These people are ostracized by the, the 
United States American community at large because only freaks and Nazis support Trump, right? That's what's happened, and then the Senate majority rose up, and Trump won in 2020, which was in 2016, which was not really the plan. It wasn't supposed to work out that way. But again, you piss off the silent majority, and that's what happens. Because they were all ostracized and considered freaks, and then they said, wait, you can't really say 80 million or like half the voters in the U.S. are freaks. That doesn't work. So anyway, I said the system would come here. I actually did not read all of Biden's platforms. Apparently, one of Biden's platforms, and I'll go read the article here so I don't misquote it. One of his platforms said that he eventually wants the U.S. government, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, the federal government, to take over what is currently being done by Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, monitoring credit scores. Biden straight up said, apparently he was in his campaign, this is uh, Yahoo Finance, and I'll post a link in the description, one of Biden's campaign uh, platforms was he wants the federal government to take over credit reporting and therefore they can give higher credit to minorities or their allies who are Marxists who are evil and they can destroy the credit score of people who they oppose. So Republicans, maybe whites, pro-gun, pro-free speech, right? And we already know, I think I already did a podcast or I spoke about Bank of America being about the government and Bank of America and other banks giving the government voluntarily without without even being forced to, giving them all of the data of everyone who was around D.C. with the riots of January 6th through the 20th, anyone who was in Maryland, Virginia, or D.C., if they could find out they were there because their credit card or or, uh, debit card purchases or anything, or anyone else in the whole United States who bought any gun or or ammo, during during January, Bank of America gave all that info over to the federal government. So, you know, we all know they're in bed. All right, now, Biden wants... And, and, you know, the left, it's not just Biden, he's a puppet. The radical left, the evil globalists, the Marxists, masters of the universe, want to take over credit score from the semi-private Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They're really so much government involvement that I consider them part of the government already, but whatever. They know all the info on you, whether you consent or not, because the government lets them. Anyway... How are they going to justify this? People thinking, wait, the government, the federal government, people like Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and and Comey and Trump and Bush, those kinds of people, like being the ones who report your credit score, that's a little weird. I don't know if I trust them. Let's see how they're going to balance it. Let me just find this place in the article. Pretty much what the article says is... Currently, minorities are hurt with bad credit scores. So, you know, they can't get a house, they can't lease cars, can't buy cars, can't get loans. Minorities might have bad credit scores, it's not their fault. We need the government to take it over. Quote from the article, I just found the quote. In addition, errors are common but difficult to correct. There is some evidence of racial biases as well, which in turn affect access to housing, certain jobs, and credit. People have the right to free copies of the credit report once a year, but have to pay beyond that. So again, they think they can justify anything by saying racial biases. If they say that, they can justify doing anything. Well, we need to uh, murder every white and give every black a billion dollars. Why racial biases? Oh, okay, no problem, government. Go ahead and pass that law. So again, I think the government is... Maybe underestimating the intelligence of people. People, I think, are a bit smarter than this, I hope. 
But they're saying because of racial biases, they need to take over credit reporting. And like we saw with the uh, SAT or, or ACT or whatever tests, they're just going to bump up, like grading on a curve, bump up minorities or other allies of the federal government leftists and decrease scores of those they oppose for wrong thing. Now, this is a two-part story. That was the Yahoo Finance part of the story of Biden straight up saying, and again, all the sources are there, go to Biden's website with his platform, the left wants to take over, you know, the federal government wants to take over credit reporting. Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean they'll totally use the social credit score, um, like using our internet search history and our purchases and transactions and our, our actual social networks, our friends and family to determine our credit, our credit score and our worthiness and on whether we're good citizens? Let's go to blogs.imf.org. The International Monetary Fund, big organization that influences all the world central banks and all the governments. So a uh, big, big website, imf.org, International Monetary Fund. Wrote a whole article written by four writers by... Arnoud Boot, Peter Hoffman, Luke Levin, and Lev Ratnovsky. These four writers at the IMF blog wrote a whole nice article about the uh, status of financial technology, and they do this whole weird article about how, you know, uh, technology is, is changing and, and banking is going online, and even though banking's online, they stay, say that that less people have access to banking, which doesn't make sense because now you can have fully online banks and anyone with internet access, which is essentially everyone in every first world country. So everyone besides those in Africa and maybe the poorest parts of Asia have access. Everyone in the U.S. and Europe has access to internet, meaning they can access banks like Ally Bank with like a 3% interest rate, which is phenomenal, at least until the Fed destroyed interest rates. But people have access to banking, especially with crypto and everything else, is liberating people and helping bank the unbanked, right? But anyway, they... they kind of are hypocrites, so that's fine. They say financial industry is undergoing rapid technological change. Traditional banks face competition from online startups with no physical branches, so obviously things online banks can save money with no brick-and-mortar uh, locations. Social media and other digital platforms are expanding into payments and credit. The increase in demand for digital services triggered by COVID-19 is turbocharging this transformation. The confluence we are witnessing in is driving fintech innovation and raises important Questions. What are the transformative aspects of recent financial innovation that can uproot finance as we know it? Which new policy challenges will the transformation of finance bring? Anyway, read on. It's a, it's a tough read, this, art, this article. But they say, quote, a second, The second and most complex problem is that certain kinds of people, like new entrepreneurs, innovators, and many informal workers, might not have enough hard data available to determine uh, creditworthiness. Even a well-paid expatriate moving to the United States can be caught in the conundrum of not getting a credit card for lack of a credit record and not having a credit record for lack of credit cards. FinTech resolves the dilemma by tapping various non-financial data. The type of browser and hardware used to access the internet, the history of online searches and purchases Recent research documents that once powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning, these alternatives, alternative data sources are often superior than traditional credit assessment methods and can advance financial inclusion by 
for example, enabling more credit to informal workers and households and firms in rural areas. Again, it's a justification for, and this is the IMF, they're justifying making, them sound, making themselves sound altruistic, giving themselves an excuse to ex expand for every central government to expand credit scores to include internet search histories. It's right there. And we'll quote and we'll link to the IMF blog. So we have the two parts. We have the government saying that they want to eventually, over the next few years, maybe take over the credit score reporting from the private companies. And we have the IMF recommending to all the world banks, and I assume the world banks, they're all in bed anyway, I assume the world banks will take the recommendation and say, well, it's a great idea, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it over the next few months. And the recommendation is to include, you know, uh, all the social obedience to the government and internet, including internet search history in, in determining the credit score. And, and now the third part of this, which I haven't even had a time to research yet, I just got home from work, is will the credit score matter? Will they make more things? It already matters, but will it make, like in China, more things depend on having a good credit score? Will they ban us from flying? And again, um, Rubio, you know, even Republicans are working on this already, so I have no doubt it's going to happen. He's already working on banning people from buying firearms if they've been so much as investigated for terrorism. So I, I'm sure the no-fly list is it's similar to the, the Nick's uh, background check list of, of prohibited persons of buying firearms. So this is very, very close. They might be doing it already. They're probably working on it. Whether I can find it publicly or not, I'm sure the government's working on banning people from flying and eventually from traveling. Um, if they have a low social credit score, meaning I would call it the government obedience score. All right, let's start calling it the government obedience score, the uh, GOS. All right. So already, I think my prediction is not five years. Let's say one year. Things are moving so fast now. Within one year, those who are not obedient will not be able to fly. You will have to have a high credit score, a high social credit score of I don't know, 800, or it might change, like 100 being a good score, or 1500. Who knows? But right now, like 800 is considered, or 750 is excellent. You might need an excellent social credit, meaning government obedience score, to fly. Now, I mentioned interstate travel. What if you drive? In the United States, it's almost like one big country. They want to get rid of state borders. They want to get rid of all borders. There aren't checkpoints between states, right? Give me one second to research articles. Um, I'm going to find something for you right here, live, on the show. Um, should, oh, well, domestic travel ban by Biden. Biden has been floating, again, justifying it by COVID, but that's just an excuse. It's only justification. Biden and the, the federal government have been talking for a few days or weeks now about a domestic travel ban. Now, how will they restrict or prohibit people from traveling between states? They would need checkpoints. Now, will it be TSA, federal government, federal law enforcement, federal military? I don't know. But let's see. Um, again, uh, Yahoo Finance or Yahoo News, news.yahoo.com. This was written yesterday, February 14th. Quote, headline, Florida Governor DeSantis slams Biden for reportedly considering a domestic travel ban. Let's just read the article. I haven't seen this yet. Quote, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says there's no basis in reality for a coronavirus-related domestic travel ban calling President Biden a, Biden a lockdowner. Can I read the rest of the article? Let's see if it lets me. Mm, apparently not. 
this is why I can't read news sites. It's all ads and other articles. Yeah, there's nothing else here. It just has one paragraph. It's interesting. I can't stand other websites that are not the Liberty Block because you can't read articles. A billion ads in my face and other thumbnails of articles and a video in the corner. Oh my god. All right. I can't read it. But anyway, go research domestic travel restrictions and, and Biden and all that. He's been considering it for some time now. So in order to do that, they would obviously have to have checkpoints, meaning some kind of law enforcement with guns at borders between states even. And again, it's forget the justification. They could say it's COVID or terrorism, or fascism. They could say whatever they want. It's right-wing extremism and we're all Nazis. I don't care what the justification is. Once they put borders with checkpoints, like international border checkpoints, but between states in the U.S., they can really restrict travel and hurt people. And again, by hurting people, they can deter people from being disobedient. They can deter people from even online searches. You search for Liberty Block. You search for, right now, what's the, the most harmful thing people can search for or access on the internet? The most harmful thing to the government. Aside from crypto, which I'm sure they hate, the most harmful thing is Mike Lindell's video, Absolute Proof. It's a video where he has on, not just him, he has on, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 different experts in their field. You know, professors, data analytics, experts, uh, legislators, pretty legitimate experts. Professors of universities, and they all give hard data, they show actual data, proof absolute proof of massive election fraud with from the U.S. And, and attacks from other governments, which again, anyone who knows politics knows that foreign governments all do influence each other's elections. They all try to influence elections. The U.S. does it for every major country. Major countries do it for the U.S. They all do it. They try to influence elections. Um, but, but this time, they you know were able to successfully hack into a lot of the, the Dominion servers, which are online. They're not connected to the internet, is what they say. Yeah, BS. Literally, and he brings out a picture of the manual of these Dominion voting machines, and it shows how to connect it to the internet. They are connected to the internet, and they prove that a lot of other other uh, sources as well. So that video, for instance, I'm sure the government doesn't want you even searching for it. And I've already, I'm already guilty, so my social credit score is going to start out at zero, maybe in the negatives, as soon as this uh, program is rolled out in the U.S. I've already searched for it, but go watch the video of Mike Lindell. I think it's like MikeJLindell.com or something. Um, you can find the video still a little bit. I'm sure it's been downloaded. They've been wiping the hell out of it. I'm sure it was wiped off YouTube in an instant. Um, they don't want you to see it because it's absolute proof, and they're calling him crazy, funny, hilarious, wacky. They're calling him crazy, trying to delegitimize him. Of course, if he really were crazy, they wouldn't mind the video being out there. They wouldn't be so worried about wiping it down, but Maybe that's the impetus, maybe it's not, but there's a lot of information out there, of course, any information that opposes the radical leftist authoritarian communist regime that they don't want people to see online. So they can start monitoring internet search, but search history, which I'm sure they do, they just have to make it efficient as far as uh, AI algorithms to see who's doing it. They can't monitor 300 million people. They have to have some algorithms and artificial intelligence to monitor that and they can see who is searching for things that are unapproved. Wrong thing. So pretty much everything's in place. Now will they have checkpoints with armed military soldiers at the border of every state within a week? I don't know. But within a few months, again, what they're doing is conditioning a lot of us to military. Have you noticed who's been administering the vaccines? Ooh, I don't know. In New Hampshire, the vaccine is administered by military people, you know, National Guard, but still U.S. military, essentially, and 
fully you know, armed military people administering vaccines, and it's just conditioning. It's all conditioning people to think it's normal to have a standing army in the U.S. One of the things the founders warned about, never have a standing army inside the U.S. Have a few people who are defending the borders, but doing things within our communities, full, full-on uh, armed soldiers and everything, doing what the government asks, oh, it's only a vaccine, you know, it's voluntary. Yeah, for now. When they force the vaccine, they already have all the infrastructure in place and, more importantly, the people conditioned to accept it. So that that's where I think we're going. It's a lot of conditioning. And then people are already pretty, pretty used to rapid changes. They're just used to volatile rapid changes and the new normal and things. Yeah, things are changing really fast. Coronavirus really shook up our world. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also... People are used to seeing soldiers and government and increased surveillance. They're conditioning us to accept more surveillance and be okay with it. What's contact tracing? Pretty sure many states, or maybe every state, New Hampshire already has it, contact tracing. If you would have even said that term and explained what it is a year and a half ago, before coronafascism, um, I think people would have thought you were a crazy conspiracy theorist. I probably mentioned something similar, and two years ago I was probably called a crazy conspiracy theorist. And now, contact tracing is the new normal. So... You see how conditioning can make people accept the ever-changing Overton window, which is always moving towards leftist authoritarianism. So all the pieces are in place for a great reset, and even I think the World Economic Forum is admitting it. Again, I thought the great the great reset or the financial reset of you know getting rid of cash and everything and making everything uh, digital currency so that government could easily track and repurchase and, ab- and abolishing cash and everything. The Great Reset, I thought that term was crazy conspiracy wacko theory because you got a crazy conspiracy guy. Um, I don't think I am. I'm sure some people think I do because I believe in things like freedom and I don't trust politicians. I'm a skeptic. But I think a lot of people out there on, you know, allies in a lot of the issues, they support freedom, are pretty wacky conspiracy guys. Um, They might believe one or two Rothschilds own everything in the world and they own trillions of dollars of gold, which I think think is uh, pretty far-fetched. But the more I learn, the more I realize that, yeah, a few big bankers probably do control a large part of, of the world's wealth. Um, but when I first heard the term Great Reset, I'm like, oh my god, this conspiracy talk is ridiculous, come on, you're talking about like Illuminati, Rothschilds, crap. Um, but then I heard like the actual World Economic Forum in their own uh, YouTube and the, their own websites like saying, yeah, where this is a great a great reset, a great financial reset. We need to, you know, change the, the world drastically now. And I'm like, whoa, this is a little scary. And I guess I was wrong. It's not a conspiracy. It's literally they are admitting it themselves, the big world banks. So I think I think now they're out in the open about it. So, yeah, a lot of the conspiracies, that, conspiracies I used to think were crazy um, started to realize are not only likely true, like the people who are perpetrating them are admitting they're true. Biden, like Yahoo Finance, Yahoo News, which is on Team Biden, they're leftists, is straight up saying, yeah, Biden wants to take over the credit scores and the IMF, which is big leftist bankers, big uh, central bankers, masters of the universe, globalists, are saying, yeah, we need the social credit score to expand to also include internet search history and purchases and all that. Um, And, you know, the next level is also being obedient to government, whether you're a registered Republican, you know, we all know Republicans are fascists and extremists and Nazis, so that should lower your credit score by 40% right off the bat if you're a registered Republican. That can happen tomorrow, and people wouldn't blink. Republicans would keep being weak, and they wouldn't fight it much, and Democrats would love it, and um, I don't know. Independents might be skeptical, but how many independents are really left in the U.S.? So that, that's kind of where I'm at for today. I've ranted for long enough. I have other videos to make about other communist bills in New Hampshire. There are at least six communist bills I came across yesterday. Really more, but six I, I wrote about because they were really harmful to business. 
So I have another video, another podcast to do. But let me know your thoughts. Let me know if I am a crazy conspiracy theorist. I will try to put all the links to uh, the actual sources, right to the source that said these things in the description. Maybe I'll write an article about this if I have time, which I don't. But that's all for the podcast for today. Thank you, and check out libertyblock.com for more info.